1: Well, welcome back. No apologies, enough said, but just me, the Raven. All right, y'all. This is the three global entities of modern times that uh, are the indicators of the Dijal Aramon era arrival, okay? So, the first thing that we need to cover is Pax Roma. Um, Maybe better to say... uh, Pax, P-A-X, is just a word that you put in front of things that makes you sound very, very intelligent. All right, um, Pax means to have a time of stability. That's a relevant term, obviously, but a time of stability under a single, single dominant power. All right. Now, that could be a military power. It could be a religious power. It's just a power, you know. Uh, principalities and powers. Um, often the power comes from the principalities or the principalities are under the actual power. Yeah. A good example is the monarchies were always ruled by Rome uh, through the religions. Why? Because if you didn't cooperate the bankers that funded Rome the religion would (laughs) call in your markers. Anyway, so Pax Roma. That is... Twofold. The first time was before the Cataclysm of 800. When the Empire of Rome dominated the Mediterranean and Europe all the way up into the UK. Why did it spread that far? Because they knew there were people there that needed to be, quote unquote, tamed and conquered. They were already working on an agenda, even under the Roman Empire. Um... A lot of what you hear about the Roman Empire is just horse manure. You now, I go back to something I said before. Rome started out as a republic to gather people together. A federation of provinces in a republic. Mutual self-defense. Then it became a democracy. Well, the minute it became a democracy, well, we see what democracies do. Democracy is one wolf. Huh. I'm sorry, democracy is ten wolves and three sheep voting on supper, okay? Um, What happens is is the wolves get into power through a democracy, and then they wield that power to make sure that they stay in power. Everybody else doesn't matter. Look at Rome, bread and circuses, entertainment and poison food, all right? Wait a second. Doesn't that sound familiar? Is that not where we're at now? Okay, so, Pax Roma was two-stage. First stage was the Roman Empire of Swords. Let's just call it that way. Swords and weapons. Conquer, vanquish, take over. They did that. Why? Because they knew that there was something coming, and they needed to have a big enough spread that when they got back together, there would still be enough left to maintain their power. Remember, we're talking about working out of the Mediterranean. Okay. So, Pax Roma, the empire falls because of volcanoes and earthquakes and disasters, okay? Um, The disaster cycle wasn't the major one, but it was a big enough minor one that it put a hurt on the Roman empire and ended it. Um, They really didn't have any choice. So, they go back and they regroup the empire survives it's almost it's terrible it's like the uh star wars story except for this time they figured out that if they used religion then they could really assert power so they created catholicism and now the roman empire becomes a roman religious empire no difference um Same weapons, even. Same armies. Just they carried a book around in front of them. And if you didn't swear fealty to the book instead of the Caesar, then they'd kill you anyway. Just like if you didn't swear to the Caesar, they'd kill you. Well, if you didn't swear to their new book, they would kill you. A book written from all kinds of things that they stole from all kinds of other people in order to create a federation of religions, all right? It's really all it is. It's a federation of religions that they created. And they used it to reconquer a large area. Okay? And, of course, the people in the South weren't all for that because, you know, they knew what they were up against and they weren't weren't having it. The second phase is Pax Britannia. All right? Pax Britannia is the English... Um, And I hate to say it that way, because by that time, the English weren't English anymore. (laughs) They were Romans. Most people aren't aware of this, but the few people who are actually English (laughs) um, are more than likely long, long ago dead, all right? Because the Romans took over England, and then the oligarchs took over England, through the religious manipulation and other things that came out of the Inquisition. Remember what I said? If you haven't heard it, you go back to the occulted history. What happened was is after the cataclysms um, that seemed to take a long time to recover from, when the Inquisition hit full bore and the Roman church now usurped authority from everybody else, they used that fake history in order to insert fake oligarchs' leadership into dominating roles. But anyway, so what they did is they used the Inquisition to eliminate the old monarchy and the old leadership. Um, the ones that they didn't get with their Roman legions. All right. Um, the ones that somehow managed to survive through the cataclysms were eliminated by the rewriting of history, by the two orders of the seven hills of Rome, and by the army that they still had regathered. Okay. um, so in Britain, the bankers established themselves um, in Europe at this time, and they used Britain as the dominant force. Why? Because you know these were Roman descendants, and they were vital. They were tough. Um, they weren't just they weren't just Brit- Britons in the English army, okay, or the English navy, um, these were mercenaries, these were Spanish, Portuguese, French, whatever they needed, the Dutch East India Company became the weapon of Britannia, all right, so what you ended up with is you ended up with a long, long period where the English were dominating everything using whatever mechanisms they needed to, um, money was a huge thing they were setting up the british empire to take a fall the banking cabal established in the mediterranean remember i go back to those people who created usury fees off that little island in the caribbean um anyway so what you ended up with is you ended up with britannia taking over the world basically and what what did they do between the between the portuguese the french the spanish the english and the Dutch, right? They went to all the different places that might have survived the cataclysms in the 1200s and uh, proceeded to wipe out anybody that did survive. The Chinese, the East Indians, the Native Americans, North and South, Africa. They avoided. that they go after Africa. Why did they go after Africa so hard? That's the second part of this uh, piece that I'm going to give you today, all right? Um... And I will explain in detail why they went after what they call the slave coast of Africa. They had no choice because they were about to pull some shenanigans. And the only way to make those shenanigans believable was to destroy the ones that they were going to try to imitate. Okay? So what happened was Pax Britannia lasted a long, long time. I mean, even into the 1800s. So it was a couple of centuries that that particular organization was used to to destroy everybody else and to build up Pax Americana okay Pax Americana is pretty obvious the Americas specifically North America Um, would they have been just as content to do it in South America maybe Um, if they would have had the opportunity in the same amount of space and the same amount of resources maybe so but what they've done is, is, since the 1700s, they have built up the United States, the North American continent, not so much Canada. I mean, they, they supported Canada, but not in the same way. Um, maybe it's because of the French influence up there. I'm not, I really couldn't tell you. The French influence up there and the British influence up there has always been a conflict and still is. Um, people don't like me to talk about that and they don't like to admit to it, but it is still a conflict and there are places where if you are from one source or the other, you could be quite unwelcomed. Um, it's ironic, but true. Um, it's like they never really established a single country. So Pax Americana, um, really didn't start until the 1700s. really didn't get a good foothold until the 1800s really didn't become Pax Americana until after 1871 when the cabal bankers took over the country Um, using Jesuits and what have you Um, and this is a fact it doesn't matter I don't care believe me don't believe me I don't ask you to I, I just tell you either no or don't I know The Jesuits worked on behalf of the bankers. They always have. I mean, the bankers wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the people who created the Jesuits and the Franciscans and the Vatican. Um, The bankers would not exist in the city of London if they weren't being allowed to. All right. They are not the real power. And I talked about this with uh, the podcast about who are, are the controllers and who are the controlled Um, They may seem like they have a lot of power and they do wield power, especially financial. But the fact of the matter is, is these people that we see out front would not be wielding any power unless it was being given to them by that core group out of the Mediterranean, period, exclamation point. So I says, man, are you worried about talking about all this? No, I'm not. The treaty is very simple. I'm allowed to give you all the knowledge and information, knowledge, and all the esoteric information that I have, and please note, I really never have said any names. I have told you about organizations, and I've told you about their front, their puppets, like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the Vandenbergs. and um. Oh, wait, let's just go through them: Rockefeller, R- Rothschild, Rothschild's the big banker family, um, the Windsors, the uh, Rockefellers. Mm-hmm the carnegies which was kind of like just a low-level puppet I Now, mean, even today the gates and zuckerberg and bezos these are all rockefellers okay just that simple the vanderbilts uh, Warburgs, um schiff uh straub you know klaus straub um these are all just faces okay they are not the ones in power they're the ones out front, being forced out front to wield power, but they're not the ones wielding power. And I'll go back to what I said. The ones that actually have the power are the females that you don't see. Okay? It's that simple. Um, you might see them on the arm of the male who's speaking or standing behind the male that's speaking, but that is the power, not the male. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's President of the United States or if it's a Prime Minister in England. It doesn't matter if it's a... It doesn't matter. There is a female in the background that is the power period, exclamation point. Um, That being said, uh, Pax Americana started basically in the late 1800s, and it was used extensively to wipe out Native Americans, (laughs) as many as possible, um, and to corral them in various ways. Native Americans were corralled either through guns and bullets and cannons, or by putting them in places where they thought they would die from starvation and disease and then when that didn't work the education system was moved in by the military along with the religious by the way the religious was the catholics um if you guys are interested in how that worked out look at the catholic uh, mission schools in canada and what they did to those native american children there first nations is what they call them up there and uh That's just a small drop in the bucket of how Native Americans were treated by, quote-unquote, military government, military secular government, and Catholic government combined to create mission schools for the betterment of Natives. Yeah, well, okay. I'll argue that there is no education system from a secular government or a religious government. That is it's better than the knowledge that was passed down from father to son, mother to daughter, family, generation to generation. That's the reason why natives were able to survive as long as they have. Um, those days are done, I'm afraid, in most places. And I do mean natives anywhere. Um, unless they refuse to adhere to the education and go back to the knowledge that they had, then they might have a chance at surviving. Most of them are just as blind and brainwashed zombie TV addicts and information junkies. Huge difference between information and knowledge as anybody else. And anywhere that the education systems have been allowed. You know, it's like Oprah Winfrey putting schools in Africa for the girls. That has nothing to do with bettering their lives. Look at how many of them have disappeared and turned up in the slave markets just saying same thing with the Rodhams and the Clintons look at how many slaves and people have disappeared children have disappeared from places where the Clinton Foundation's at work and I can say that on here if I tried to say that on on bootube or somewhere where Google had a I would instantly be shut off but it's a fact every place that uh Gates Foundation goes people dies people die in mass Every place that their injections go, people are totally run for the rest of their lives in various ways. When the Clinton Foundation shows up, hide your kids. When Oprah Winfrey shows up and starts creating schools, run for the hills. Point blank. I mean, it's all the same people, all the same process. And it's nothing new. This is the same thing they have been doing ever since they started conquering. You know, at first it was just come to church or we'll kill you. And then it's come to church and get educated the way we want you to think. Or you're dead. And if you don't comply, we're just going to come steal your children. And they still do that, by the way. it's not, That hasn't changed in 200 years. Um, they call them runaways or lost birds here. The ones that ran away from the mission schools because of the torture, the rape, the brutality, the nastiness that was there. I have some personal family stories of this. So, Pax Americana. Pax Americana is over. Seriously. Pax Americana fell in 2018 just exactly what I was saying before this country ended in 2018 technically it was over as early as 1992 but uh, the actual fall of Pax Americana, the American Empire was 2018 why do I say that? Because in 2018 the Dominion voting machines operated by the Chinese Communist Party and uh, controlled by the Vatican conveniently the Vatican computer um Satellite Isn't that interesting The Vatican and the Chinese working together Sound familiar? Does to me You know it's like the uh, Vatican Jesuits Working with the Bolsheviks To destroy the old Russia Just pointing that out This time they worked with the Communists in China To destroy the United States And it has destroyed y'all I mean it's You know it's flopping around on the ground Like a fish out of water and that's a pact. Just most people can't see it. And uh, don't, don't weep, don't weep. Babylon, the horror of Babylon, has fallen. Babylon being a global society, a global civilization, a global control system. That's what Babylon truly is. <coughs> you know, the, the, even though I, in occult history, explained that Babylon, the gates of the gods, is what that means. By the way, the gates of the gods. It was a global civilization attached to all these megaliths because people were bigger. They were 16, 12, 18, 24 feet tall. Okay? They were huge people. Um, and we can find their skeletons every once in a while. The Smithsonian hasn't hidden. But anyway, Babylon hasn't changed any. They're just smaller people. Now, are the core group still tall people? I don't know because the core group you never see. I will tell you this. On that island, some people who look giant, I'm talking like 10 feet, have been seen meeting with diplomats. Um, How long have those people been alive and what is their direct... what is their direct connection? I couldn't tell you, but when you see somebody who's supposed to be six feet tall and somebody standing next to them and the six-footer only comes up to their chest, that would make the other person nine, ten feet tall, wouldn't you think? Just saying. Um, and there were several of them in the photograph. So there's that information. Um, they're not gone. That group is not gone either, or at least their descendants aren't. Um Let me go back to that core group out of the Mediterranean. All right? that's simple. So, Pax Americana has been ended. Um, It's in its death throes. All right? There is no other description to give you. There is no need to. If you cannot see that Pax Americana is over. The global dominance. And stability is kind of a a tricky word because when they say Pax and they say uh, stability... um, that's kind of tricky, because if you look, um, by creating Pax Roma, or Pax Britannia, or Pax Americana, they created instability everywhere, and that's how they maintained stability. It's a crazy, but it's an inversion of terms, and they do this all the time, y'all. Everything that comes out of this group as far as languages, everything that comes out of this group as far as descriptives, you know, describe, write. Anyway, it's pretty typical stuff, you know, always inverting meanings, always mishmashing things together, and, you know, uh, so, Pax, you know, stability under a dominant power. Show me one place that was stable, under Pax Roma. Everything was being destroyed, people were being utterly decimated, whole continents and whole regions were completely obliterated, and the people were imprisoned by the Roman legions. Right. Second Rome, the Roman church. Look what they've done to the world extensively. The most brutal, heinous, nasty, horrible things that you can think of. Pax Roma. Then Pax Britannia. They, they took it to a whole new level. Enslave anybody that they felt like. Destroy anybody that they felt like. Steal all the resources that they could get their hands on. Steal all the, again, Stealing all the uh, scholarly actual knowledge and occulting it and sending it to Rome. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Stealing artwork, destroying history. Uh, you know, Pax Britannia was no different. Uh, this is the thing that people need to understand. Pax Britannia was no different than Pax Roma, just in a different location. Then we got Pax Americana. People in the United States like would love to think that the United States is, oh, so, some great, awesome place had a chance to be. But from the get go it was a lie. That contract that set up the republic, that contract between those individuals and England, was between those individuals and England and the territories that they held. All right? Anything outside those original territories perhaps doesn't even fall under the original contract. And even then, in 1871, it was rewritten and it was incorporated under the Bank of England, eh, City of London, and it became the United States of America, not the United States, not the Republic of the United States. Two completely different things. Now you have a corporation, right, rather than a republic. The Republic of the United States versus the United States of America. There is a reason, legally, those two names cannot ever be the same thing. Alright, so Pax Americana got established. And then it just took over the same behaviors as Pax Roma and Pax Britannia. Alright, same behaviors. Go out and conquer. Go out and conquer. Go out and conquer. And it got even worse after World War II. You know, World War II was kind of like the shift from Europe and England, power base, to fully the United States. Let's take advantage of every resource, every bit of energy, every bit of strength, every bit of resourcefulness um, left. And let's wring it for everything. It's just like taking a sponge and running it through a roller. Okay? And that's what they've done ever since World War II. Um, they figured out they could do it in World War One. And they really cranked it up since World War II. Pax Americana was at its biggest and best somewhere in the 60s. Sorry, y'all, but that's true. From the 60s on, it just went straight downhill. By the 80s, they were already starting to transfer things out of of Pax Americana and starting to weaken it. Um, Think of it this way. Think of it this way. Every treaty that was signed that moved businesses overseas— And created unfair advantages, you know, like um, export taxes, (coughs) excuse me, transportation taxes, (coughs) reduced import taxation, anything that they could do. You know, let's make America great again by lowering the taxes on imported goods and raising taxes on exported goods, (laughs) right? Everything that they could possibly do to weaken the country, it's kind of like giving somebody a parasite. Um, the other day I was talking about, you know, my worst fear is an amoeba getting loose. Why? Because it's single cell and if it gets into your food and gets into your system, it's not the amoeba that kills you, it's the toxins that it releases, right? Well, that's what they did. They started putting these little amoebas in this business and in this business and in this agency and in this, you know, agricultural waterways, uh, every industry that you can think of. They just started putting little amoebas out there and letting them toxins start building up in the sixties. Late 50s, 60s. And in the meantime, they just, you know, toxified the rivers and toxified the land and destroyed and stole resources and did everything they possibly could. Uh, The whole time they were just like slipping somebody just a little bit of poison at the time. And that's what happened to Pax Americana. They slipped the United States a little bit of poison at a time this treaty, that treaty, this business, that business, destroy this land, steal this resource, destroy this mountain, destroy this river. Slowly but surely, since the 50s, they have been destroying Pax Americana. In the meantime, using all the resources and industry and uh, inventiveness and strength and determination of the American people to go out and destroy everybody else. Of course, I feel bad for... People who believe that the secular government in the United States was doing anything honorable. Vietnam was not honorable. Vietnam was a way to get to Cambodia and Laos and a cold history there. Um, they used group members. That's the only term I can use because that's what they're called. You could say CIA special ops. You could say whatever you want, but they're group members. They used group members to go in there and map uh, ruins. Huh amazing places, but they used group members during the Vietnam War to go over into Laos and Cambodia, and to map ruins, and to steal things, alright, like it, don't like it, here's some esoteric knowledge for you, they went over there, and they stole relics, they stole anything that was of value, that might show actual history of the area, and then they bombed the crap out of it. If it was anything that they couldn't uh, remove, you know, I'm surprised Cambodia and Laos have any ruins left because they spent the whole Vietnam War going in there and destroying things. All right. I mean, that's what it was. Same thing with Korea, by the way, in case you didn't know. There were things that they wanted to destroy in Korea and they managed to do it. Um, And since then, North Korea has never been the same. I feel bad for them, but the people there, I feel bad for but they used the Korean War to destroy other things to occult history. All right. Vietnam War was about getting there. The French didn't manage to do it, so they needed the Americans to do it. The Americans went in. We used groups. We went into Laos and Cambodia. We stole what needed to be stolen and sent it to the Vatican. And what couldn't be sent to the Vatican and hidden from people was destroyed. Mapped first, but then destroyed. All right. And uh, you talk about wielding power, but there's a reason why all them people um, died so quickly after the Vietnam War. Either that or they made it up the ranks very, very high, and I'm talking about, you know, that five-sided building in Washington, D.C. So, Pax Americana. All right, those are the three. Now, there is a debate among Islamic scholars whether... It's Pax Americana, or it's Pax Judaica, all right? Pax Judaica being, quote-unquote, Israel. Well, here is the problem. And I have been telling people this forever, and now I'm going to tell you in detail why it is not Israel. The reason why it is not Israel is because the place in Zion, Zion, is not Israel, Period! Exclamation point. Never has been. Never will be. Cannot be. For many, 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 many reasons. Number one reason is if Israel was removed by force and taken to the north 40 days journey into Babylon, then Israel cannot be dead center in the middle of the Babylonian Empire. First, check. Where is Israel today? Dead center of the Babylonian Empire. That being the small letter Babylon. Okay, I'm talking about Iraq, Iran, everything that goes around Iraq, Iran, uh, Turkey. uh, All that area right there is the small B, Babylonian Empire. Not the global civilization of Babylon. That was a province. Could have been the home province of Babylon. Very possible if, if you think about Iraq for what it actually is. Okay? But Iraq is not Babylon. Never was. There was a city there called Babylon. Why was it called Babylon? Because it had one of the gates of the gods there. It is a misnomer. It is a misdirection just like everything else they do. All right? Just because there is a gate of the gods, quote unquote, Babylon means literally gate of the gods. I can tell you where a bunch of them are. One is in Peru at the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. The terraces in Peru, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. One of them is in India. Gate of the Gods. One of them is in the southwest where there used to be an enormous city along the inland sea there. You can actually still find maps every once in a while that show all the cities that were around there and the great civilization that was built up there by the Phoenicians who worked for the Babylonians. (laughs) the Real Babylonians, the global civilization. And there is a Gate of the Gods there. All right? Those are just a few examples, but there you go. All right? Um... So, Israel never existed where Jerusalem is today. Period. Exclamation point. And I can prove it. How? I am going to prove it. The kingdom of Judah, the kingdom of Judah is on the southwest coast of Africa. Always was, always will be. The ocean. The Mar de Ethiopia, Athe, I'm sorry, Aethiopica, is off the coast, the southwest coast of Africa. As a matter of fact, the Atlantic Ocean, up until the 1700s, was called Mar de Ethiopia, Okay, that's a very hard word to say, by the way. You don't have to believe me or disbelieve me. I don't like the lie in the middle. Either know or don't know. At this point in time, I just don't care. I am telling every esoteric thing that I have to try to wake people up. You guys are probably having a heart attack still about the seven seals and the seven trumpets. But here's the thing. Judah. Judah. The Jews. G-U-D-A-N, Judan, is right there off the lake in South Africa, still. That whole region was Judan. All right? The kingdom of Judah goes down to the ocean. You will also find, let me look at my notes real quick because i do not want to miss it all right i actually made notes you will find well let me find it you will find judah there you will find hebron hebron is in south africa you will find the kingdom of judah you will find ishago which is you know isaacar ishago you will find the kingdom of Benjamin, who is Benin. All right? These names have been changed just a little bit to fit with what you think. You know, the Canaanite names. But uh, you will find every bit. If you go back and look at the maps from the 1400s through the 1600s, you will find every bit of everything described as Israel in southwest Africa over through the Kalahari Desert. All right? It's that simple. If you want to find Israel, look in the Kalahari Desert. That's where it's at. Part of it anyway. My whole point here is, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, is because the people who follow Islam have been saying, there's two, like I said, two different camps. One small camp says it's Pax Americana. The large camp says it's Pax Judaica. And I'm going to tell you right now that Pax Judaica is a complete lie. Because if you're looking for the original tribes of Israel, specifically Judah, um, which is the one that I can positively identify, and those who are remnants of the tribe, you are looking for people with either black skin or brown skin. Ethiopians are one such group. Alright? Just pointing that out. They are not Arab. And they are not white. Now, could people have converted and followed the Torah? Possibly. But the Torah itself the Torah itself has been rewritten. Just pointing that out. Um, even though there are still astro information in there and so forth and so on. It's still rewritten. And uh, I need to point out to you that if you are looking for Judah or Judea, the nation of Judea, you need to go a lot further south, you know, like down to the Cape of Hope, (laughs) down through Guinea, and you will find the kingdom of Judah. You'll find Benin. You'll find Asago. You will find all the tribes of what? actually was Israel. Huh. Ethiopia. All right. Ethiopia. Not Israel. You know to me is Isis Ra Ra el, Elohim. it's just like a slap in the face complete and total. And here's the thing anybody who has any capability, any capability of all, at all, and any true seeking of knowledge would know what I just told you. The kingdom of Judah is still on the maps as late as 1710, 1786, it still shows the kingdom of Judah, and it still shows Gudin, which is Judea, right there on the lake, the big kingdom of Gudan, which is the core of Judea, Ethiopia. all right? It's nothing <laughs> that you couldn't find for yourselves. It's nothing that hasn't been found many, many times. I'm telling you right now, if I was an African-American, or if I was an African, I would be raising unholy heck, Because these people are taking my life, these people are taking my genealogy, and they are using it as a weapon against people. Alright? It's not me. It's not me. It's fact. I don't, like I said, I don't care. Believe, don't believe, that lie in the middle will get you every time. I'm not selling anything. I'm not making any money. I'm just dropping knowledge and dropping some esoteric literature at the same time. The true city of Jerusalem is under the Kalahari Desert. The stones are still scattered and charred where Babylonians left them, all right? Some of them are under the Sahara Desert. Is that the Sahara down there? Just north of South Africa? I mean, uh, I'm sorry, but the people of what actually was Israel, Ethiopia, Ethiopia, the people of Ethiopia, the ones that are actually being spoken of, the twelve tribes, had an amazing place. They had lions, right? They had elephants, right? They had cheetahs, right? They had snakes, right? They had rivers. And valleys, right? They had space for all 12 tribes to scatter, right? They created 12 kingdoms. And Tudan was in the middle. So uh, if you're looking for what is in the Old Testament, if you're looking in the Arab nations, the Semite lands, the Canaanite lands, The lands of Babylon, small b, the region, the province. Um, You completely didn't read anything that was worth, you didn't pay any attention to anything you read. It took 40 days of hard march in wagons being pulled to get into Babylon. Babylon extended all the way down at that time. So uh you know, forty days to get across to Africa on the coast, yeah. And you gotta remember there were trade routes then too. But my whole point here is, is if you're looking for David was after. But he would have been black. Maybe Arab mixed. But th- it's beside the point. Where did the Jews go when they left Babylon? They went to Zion, T. S I Y Y O N. That is a mountain. They didn't go back to Israel. They didn't go back to Ethiopia. They went to Zion because the king had given them quarter there. In exchange for that, they wiped out the Canaanites. It was a trade. It was a barter. And then the Ethiopian. Picans retreated and ended up in Ethiopia, the teeny tiny little place that is Ethiopia now. At one time, Ethiopia went all the way across to Africa and took up the whole southern half. Just pointing that out. All right. And I need to reinforce what I'm saying. If you read scripture, it says they went and took the fortress at Zion Can say anything about going back to their homeland. Nowhere does that text say, say in the original that they went back to their homeland. It said that they went blessed by the king went to Mount Zion and took the fortress and wiped out the Canaanites and took over their land. Alright? So uh, now you know that there is no Pax Judaica. If there is a Judea in the middle of Babylon, it is Babylonian, big B. And it is controlled by those beings in the Mediterranean that run the banking cabal, that run the Vatican City. That run the city of London and established their war city, Washington D.C. Um, is it possible that with the destruction of Pax Americana being completed, that the war center will move to Israel? This fake, whatever the, this thing is, they created in forty-seven. Possibly. You look at the weapons that they have. Israel is the one that has the, the uh, uh, torpedoes that when they launch them, they release massive gas bubbles. You can literally sink a ship without ever hitting it. You just set the bubbles off underneath it. It takes the buoyancy away and it just sinks. That's Israel. Owns that, by the way. Um, if you look at nuclear weapons and so forth and so on, probably the single greatest... <laughs> concentration of nuclear weapons will be in what they call Israel today. you know it's really cool though because they didn't try to they didn't try to steal they just changed the name to Israel. Um, I have no idea how that came about. You know I think they just took the the guy's name Israel and said, okay, we'll just do it this way. Um, I have no idea why they chose that name. I can just tell you this that it is completely fake fraud. Total horse manure, and people can get as mad at me as they want. But if you listen to what I have just presented, and then you go look at the maps, I would suggest uh, the uh, 14, 1460 map of Africa, all the way up to the seventeen, I think forty seven map of Africa. This is information that's been completely available for as long as you wanted. Nobody, just nobody, will look. But the kingdom of Judah is in the what they used to call the slave coast. Um and the city of Judan G U D E N D A N depending on how you spell it, is right there on the lake in South Africa. Well, just above South Africa. Gotta remember there was 12, 12 nations there. Um you'll find Benin <laughs> okay. Um you'll find exactly what I'm t- telling you, Oceana. Ethiopia, all right. They were the dominant force in Africa, and if you read the scripture and listen to what I have just said, you will see that Ethiopia—the reason why the Babylonians went after them was because they were a black; they were actually African, not Arab, and b they were rising up in power that could rival. The small B, Babylonians that had survived in Iraq, Iran, that area. Um, But they didn't make war on anybody. They stayed where they were at until they got invaded. And, you know, the war has been made on them ever since. Why do you think they're trying to wipe out what's left of the Ethiopians by starving them to death for 50 years? Oh, yeah, the UN, United Nations World Hunger Program. They have been feeding, quote-unquote, the Ethiopians since the 50s, 60s. Do you see the Ethiopians having any better deal? And they go after the people in Yemen, too, for the same reason, by the way. Those were the ones that actually managed to get away, Yemen and Ethiopia. Um, And yes, at some point in time, there is a story. You know, Solomon, the one who was blessed by the sun, um, married and had many wives from many tribes. So it is very, very possible that we have S- Semites, true Arabs, that are descendants from Solomon. But if you're really looking for the descendants of Solomon, you need to look for black Africans. All right? And, I, don't, I, and you know, I hope by giving this information away that I don't get more tribes in Africa wiped out. But people need to understand this. Those tribes that have survived in Africa are descendants of what you all think is Israel. And the ones that were brought over as slaves, they, they were already here in South America and north North America, well, in the Caribbean. They had actually done an exchange. They were they were they were intercontinental traders at that point, okay? They were already in some parts of South America and in the Caribbean when the slavers grabbed them, all right? And who were the slavers? that family out of the Mediterranean that worked for those tall people on that island. All right? And, yes, I am being very, very careful because there are – I'm going to tell you the three rules that were given to me when I got into the esoteric libraries. All right? First rule, I can never give you a physical address other than just a general description of where the library might be. All right? That's so why I said New Orleans. All right? Chicago. New York. New York. San Francisco, although that one was burnt down, so I had no problems with telling you it burnt and 30 people were found dead in it. It was considered a gentleman's club. All right. Not a gentleman's club as in a, a uh, strip club, a men's club, let's say it that way. Um, so that was one of the rules that I agreed to. Second rule I agreed to was I would never tell you authors that weren't already known or book titles or scrolls or scripts or whatever else I happen to see, all right? I have said John D., I have said Francis Bacon. Um, I would even tell you some Pope's uh, contributed writings. That's not a problem, okay? Um, The other thing I agreed to is that I would never, never say what I was contracted to do research for, all right? And I have never broken those three things. So anybody listening to me who knows or remembers, I have never broken those rules. And I never will. Why? Because I gave my word in exchange for access to those tomes. Um, But I was allowed to use that knowledge and give it away in in an appropriate way, which is what I have been doing for years. (laughs) Literally for decades at this point. Um, This information, though, it's probably something just like the seven seals and the seven trumpets. This information is probably something 98% of the population of the world has no idea about. And it's time to get it out. Why? Because Ahirman Dijal is at work. That energy is at work. And uh, I think it's time that the uh, Islamic world wake up to the fact that what they're seeing has nothing to do with Judan. Israel is not Judah. There's a reason why they're not using that name. You think about this, y'all. Let me just give you a very simple what if. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go back and I'm going to do a real quick review cuz I got a few minutes. First things first, Judah was never in Babylon or Persia. They were taken there from Judah. Second thing, If you were Judah, why would you name your country Israel? Just saying. Um, Yeah, really simple. And besides that, let me go back to what I said. The people who established Israel, Israel, how's that for a slap in the face for the Ethiopica people? Um, The people who established that are Khazars. They are Ashkenazi. They follow Ashkenaza, the demon prince of Persia, who escaped. You know, I say it's an AI. It is an AI, Atopa, whatever you want to call it. It escaped from the last cataclysm. Ended up destroying old Babylon. The capital B Babylon, the one that had the actual gates of the gods, ended up in Persia as Naza, which they gave it the correct name. Ashkenazah means the great liar or the great deceiver. Then somehow it ended up in Rome. I think it just traveled with these people out of the Mediterranean. And uh, now uh, it went from... It went from Rome to Eastern Europe where the Khazars were at, the Ashkenaz were at. And then they rotated back in and around with the bankers. And now they're back in the middle of the Babylonian small B empire and Persia. And they are back to creating havoc between the old Persians and the old Babylonians. Um, anyway... You don't have to believe me or disbelieve me. I ask you actually many, many times not to believe or disbelieve me. Either no or don't. Pull up a map. Look for the kingdom of Judah. You're going to find it on the slave coast of Africa. You're going to find Judan. G-U-D-E-N or A-N. Depends on whether it's Portuguese or Dutch or uh, Spanish that wrote the uh, map. You'll find it right there next to the lake. The whole kingdom of Judah, the original, the capital of the 12 nations of Israel, as they call it. It's not. It's the 12 nations of Ethiopia. Mahayana. favor everybody. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing absent from your lives that are needed. And uh, if I didn't just shake some of you right out of your boots, maybe you need to listen to this again.